Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's been 30 years since the first episode of Beverly Hills 90210. 30 years since we walked the halls of West Beverly High and since we all hung out at the Peach Pit. Relive it all with Jenny Garth and Tori Spelling on their new podcast, 90210MG. We get to tell the fans all of the behind-the-scenes stories that actually happened. Join them as they rewatch every episode of the beloved 90s TV show from the very beginning. Listen to 90210MG on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ladies and gentlemen, I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. It's in this league. Come again with Scott Bogman and Chris Well. Can't wait. What does that do? Did that blow your mind? That just happened. Welcome back, everybody. It's Howard Williams, Miami Sports Center, Minor 1090 in San Diego, and serious. We are so excited to be here, and uh, it's hour three of this show. You guys know what that means. I, Scott Bogman, follow me on the Twitter at Bogman Sports. I'm joined by my friend out Casey Bubba at BDentric on the Twitter machine. Bubba, what is going on? Not much, my friend. It's pretty awesome. You know, first it was uh, San Diego, now it's the nation with Sirius XM. So it's fun seeing the ITL nation take things over. So That's thanks for right. having me. That's right. That's right. We're taking over. We're taking over. Uh, probably shouldn't say that right now, but I, I want to I do this with you, Bubba. Welsh wasn't great at this game. Um, the Derrick Henry was the eighth 2000 yard rusher in the history of the NFL. Can you name the other seven or how many of the other seven can you name? I guess I should put it that way. Well, you have CJ2K, obviously. Yes, that was, I got uh, to, that was the, that's the easy one. Yeah. And then the, wor- the worst part is I can picture these players right now because at least a couple that I've remember seeing. Um, wasn't there one on the Baltimore Ravens? There was. Yes, like I can picture him right now, and the name is skipping my mind. He sold a lot of drugs, and he went to college at Tennessee. <laughs> That's good. No, I, I can picture him. I know exactly who he is. I just the name's skipping my mind. Um, so there's him. I don't think Emmett ever got to two thousand. Nope. Barry didn't get to two thousand. Yeah, he did. Barry did. Barry did. Barry did get to two thousand too. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll say yeah. So that's Derrick Henry and Barry you got so far. Yeah, and Chris Johnson. Yeah, and uh, Chris Johnson. Excuse me, that's yeah. right. You got and both. I, know, of them, so I got like three and a half. I got three and a half so far. <laughs> um, and then oh man, this is gonna be tough because you're gonna name names that's gonna tick me off. Walter Payton. Nope. Uh, Eric Dickerson. Eric Dickerson. Yeah, he did it. And in four. Brown. James Brown. No, no, Jim Brown. No, Jim Brown. Sorry, James Brown. Um, yeah, okay, <laughs> I'll give up now because we're running out of time here. But what what else we got? All right, so the the other ones uh, before we hit the break, OJ in '73 was the first one to do it. Uh, of course. TD in 1998, Jamal Lewis is the guy. Also, one I was thinking of. Uh, and then, uh, Adrian Peterson in t- uh, 2012 was the last one before this year. So should have known those. That's bad. Yeah, uh, it's all right. Uh, you know, it it is a weird. Only eight guys have done it. It's a weird stat. So uh, we are going to take a break. When we come back, we'll be talking about uh, some Hall of Fame stuff. So stick with us. We'll be right back after this. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Contact World is a technology and media company dedicated to improving public health because we're fed up with the way our country has ignored public health for so long. Those days are over. And our podcast is our opportunity to dive into hot topics that are relevant to your life, from contact tracing to vaccines to social and racial justice. We may not have all the answers, but you deserve to know what goes on in your neighborhood and the decisions that affect you and your family's health. I'm Justin Beck. Join me and my co-hosts, Catherine and Deepti, as we seek truth in health. Contact World's podcast is the voice of the people and your opportunity to improve public health and health equity. So subscribe to Contact World and tell your friends, because we all deserve the right information, not misinformation. Visit contact.world to learn more. Listen to Contact World, the podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Why the f*** is it called a- In this league. Because... Who could be scared of it? In this league. Yeah, just this nice bloke from down the road, isn't he? <laughs> What's wrong with you? Hello, man. In this league. I've just moved in. My Do wife has got better cosplay. <laughs> having a heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> having a heart attack. You're not having an heart attack. Welcome back, everybody. It's In This League on the Sports Grid. Get on the grid. I'm your host, Scott Bogman. Follow me on the Twitter, at Bogman Sports. I'm joined by Casey Bubba, at BDN Trick, on the Twitter. Casey, tell everyone where they can find all of your awesome work all over the interwebs. Yeah, like you said, follow me on Twitter, at BDN Trick, and you'll get all the goodies. The Benched with Bubba podcast going once or twice a week for fantasy baseball. Just finished our second starting pitching preview for the 2021 season. So much fun. Um, I have rankings over at fantasysportsdgens.com. And I have seasonal MLB, DFS, MLB, and NFL DFS written content at rotoballer.com. And also, I mentioned it last week, Boggs, golf has begun. They're in Hawaii right now for the Tournament of Champions. That means the always pressing PGA DFS podcast is back. So um, there's always something going on. Just follow me on Twitter, and I'll be tweeting out all the goodies right there. I mean, that's great. Yeah, all the stuff going on. And, you know, you're, you're kind of like me. No pressure. Uh, football's wrapping up. Baseball's beginning. Here's some golf for you, too. That's yeah. how they do basketball for me. Uh, by the way, here's some basketball. Oh, and by the way, we're going to start uh, three weeks sooner than you thought. So yes. uh, th- there you go. Go ahead and do it, clown. Go ahead. <laughs> it's um, monkey dance. Yeah, dance, monkey dance. Exactly. <laughs> go ahead and get it all done for us. Uh, now, the uh, Hall of Fame class, the finalists were announced. 15 finalists, of course, a maximum of eight allowed per year. So I'm going to go through these names. And, uh, I mean, you're going to have to leave seven guys off this list, Bubba. So, um, and, and we'll make you do it uh, first, of course, since Actually. I'm hoping. So uh, how about, I mean, this is the easy uh, of easy. Peyton Manning is going in first ballot, no question. Yeah, there's there's really no way to argue that one. So that, that that's happening. All right. You know, left with millions of records and, you know, one, two rings, all that good stuff. He's going in. Uh, Calvin Johnson is the second on the list that I have in front of me. The other wide receivers, Torrey Holt, Reggie Wayne. Uh, this is like Hines didn't make the final list here. I was a little upset about that, but I get it. You know, you've got Torrey Holt and Calvin Johnson in here um, and uh, and Reggie Wayne. The, these are tough. It's a tough 
crew to go up against. So um, who who are you putting in out of those wide receivers, if any? I think if I have to pick and this is tough. So I, first glance, I wanted to put Megatron. I yeah. think he was amazing. I can see the argument that he stopped playing early, like Barry right. did, but it didn't affect Barry, obviously. I'm going to go with Torrey Holt because the greatest show on turf was absolutely ridiculous. And what yeah. he did putting up points kind of before it was cool to do, like all over the NFL, I think that gives him the nod for me. I wouldn't be shocked if Megatron gets in. As we, as we narrow this down, maybe he slides in late. But I'm going to go Torrey Holt out of those three right now. Uh, and Holt, let me just see right now. Holt, uh, 16th all-time in receiving yards, 13,382. The uh, Let's see, the guys that aren't in the Hall of Fame and are ahead of him. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald at number two, and you know, he, he hasn't retired. retired. Uh, Steve Smith uh, is not Hall of Fame eligible. Reggie Wayne is 10th, 14,345. He's also in this class. Andre Johnson, not eligible yet. Anquan Bolden and Henry Ellard are the non-Hall of Famers that are ahead of him. So It would be um, cool to see Reggie go in with Peyton. That'd and I think fun. that's going to happen. So, yeah, so that's what I'm saying. These guys, like, they're the 15 finalists for a reason. So right. it's like you're you're going to get to a point where you're kind of picking at straws, and if they don't get in this year, do they get in next year? Probably type stuff. So wouldn't shock. It's me. gonna it's gonna be hard to include all of these wideouts though, because there's so many. Well, good as the ones, game's like changing too, as the yeah. game's changing, it's gonna be tougher. You're right. Yeah, Hines isn't even in there. Calvin Johnson finished uh, 32nd all time on the uh, receiving list. Eleven thousand six hundred nineteen oh, yards. He finished with. Uh, 83 touchdowns in his career. So, um, you know, I mean, he's he's a great player. I don't think he's going to make it first ballot, though. No, you're probably right, and that goes to my my theory, my talk about you know he, he kind of stopped early and probably for the right reasons, not not for the wrong reasons, but it's one of those like what could have been deals. We retired in 2016, drafted in 2007, so basically played nine seasons. And, um, man, if, if he would have put, like, four or five more years together, whew, those numbers could have been ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, 83 touchdowns puts him at tied for, uh, what would this be, 23rd all-time. Uh, you know, Jerry leading at 197, Randy Moss at 156, T.O. at 153. Um, let's see, Larry is six at 121. Who? Uh, what are the other guys here? Uh, let me see. Uh, Gronk is 15th on that list. Yeah, see, Hines had 85. Where's Reggie Wayne? Why can't I find him? Wayne is, whoops, I spelled his name wrong. Uh, Wayne, Wayne Corbett. I can't oh, find There he is, 25th. Uh, he had 82, so just one less. And then Tory Holt had, um, oh, my fat fingers. I am not spelling things right. He had 74, so Calvin led all those guys in touchdowns. He basically so. averaged nine a season, if you just do the quick math there. So if he plays just four more years, so 36 onto that, that's uh, just, just let's round it up to 40 for Calvin's sake. That's 123. He's up there in Reggie to, or, uh, in Fitzgerald territory. So the other guys that I think are locked. So we got Peyton going in there. Uh, we think Reggie Wayne is definitely going in. Are you going to put uh, Torrey or Calvin? I don't think Calvin gets in first. And I I'm going to say Torrey doesn't get in this year either. Okay, I'll let you go with that. I'll I'll, I'll cross Tory off and put Reggie on. Uh, okay, I'm trying to, to. I have I have six guys for sure right now, and I'm trying to decide my final two. All right, so give me the other guys that are for sure. Uh, Charles I, I Woodson. Got Charles Woodson, yes. Zach Thomas, yes. Jared Allen. Jared Allen, I'm not going to put Jared Allen okay. in there. Tony Baselli for sure. You can't argue that one. Tony Baselli, no. And I think Fanica goes this year. Yeah, you agree with Baselli or no? 
I do. Yeah. 100%. Okay. And Absolutely. then John Lynch, I think gets in. You think Lynch gets in? Yeah. I, I think Lynch could get in too. So what, what is that? Did we say seven? Yeah. So Peyton, did, do you Wayne, add Fanica to your list? Cause Fanica is making it. I'll put Fanica on there and you don't think, <laughs> you don't think Jared Allen gets in there. Um, where is he on the all-time sack list? He's toward near the top. I thought, uh, yeah, hold on. Let, let me, uh, all time sack list. Cause um, if we have, oh, you have Zach Thomas on there. I can't disagree with that as a Dolphins fan. So if we agree on Allen, that gives us eight guys right there. That's eight. All right. Jared Allen is uh 12th on the list. 136 tackles, uh, sacks, excuse me. Um, let's see the only two guys that are ahead of him that aren't in the hall of fame, three guys, and they're all going, I mean, peppers is four. Yeah. He's going to get in. Uh, T sizzle Terrell Suggs yeah, yeah, is in sure. there at 139. And, uh, I mean, I get Demarcus Ware is questionable, but in 138 and a half, uh, you know, uh, he, he, he could go. Um, but, uh, I don't know. J- Jared Allen is questionable to me. And I know that's blasphemous to, Vikings fans and all that stuff. He's a great player. I'm never going to take that away from him. He's awesome. I just don't know if he's, um, this list is so good. Like, are we definitely putting him in over Sam Mills? Um, well, it, it's or- tricky because like Richard Seymour was good. I'd had Jared Allen over Richard Seymour, but then like Rondé Barber was good in his own right. Uh, Leroy Butler was good. Obviously Clay Matthews kind of surprised me to make this list, not disrespecting him, but just kind of surprised me. Like for me, okay. If you don't do Jared Allen, I think you do Tory Holt. You pick one or the other. Um, that's fair. Um, I, I think just Jared Allen's higher on his list. So I think, you know what? I think I'm going to rock with you. I think I am. Yeah. Gonna go. I, I think people like, you know, when these voters, they, they act like personality doesn't matter. But Jared Allen was like such a favorite to so many. I know that sounds really cheesy, but if you want, want tiebreaker points, there's something there. I'm just and honestly, once COVID's done and you know they have the ceremony, how great would that party be with Jared Allen on stage? <laughs> oh my goodness. Like that's gonna be wild. He'll he'll probably have the moule going and everything. Let's see. Um yeah, it's funny too, because when you look at individual accomplishments, three time all pro for Seymour, five time all pro for Allen, but three time Super Bowl champ. Oh, yeah, Seymour had the rings. Yeah, Seymour definitely has the rings too. So that's that's in question. Um, but I think if you're going wideouts, um, I think Wayne, if you're only picking one, I think Wayne is the guy because, like you said, they got to put Wayne and uh, and Peyton in at the same time. I think that makes a lot of sense. And he was higher on that list than most. He had the most receiving yards for sure. So uh, definitely going to be an interesting group. We'll see. You know, and no disrespect to Sam Mills or anyone else we didn't mention. These are all great players. That's why they're Hall of Fame. Players. Yeah, the final fifteen for a reason. Very right. Simple. Exactly. So, um, but that's how uh, Bogman and Bubba have it. So when we come back, we're going to talk about this national title game coming up, we think. Uh, So stick with us. We'll be right back after this. It's in this league on the sports grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 
It's been 30 years since the first episode of Beverly Hills 90210. 30 years since we walked the halls of West Beverly High and since we all hung out at the Peach Pit. Relive it all with Jenny Garth and Tori Spelling on their new podcast, 90210MG. We get to tell the fans all of the behind-the-scenes stories that actually happened. Join them as they re-watch every episode of the beloved 90s TV show from the very beginning. Listen to 90210MG on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. It's in this league. Buckle up, buckaroo. All night. Welcome back, everybody. In this league, on the sports grid, get on the grid. If you would, please check out the in this league. Patreon, patreon.com slash army. We got all kinds of stuff for you over there. The Welsh was mentioned a couple times already. Uh, he's got his minor league list uh, ready to go at Dynasty Ranks, uh, Redraft Ranks. Uh, you know, we do live streams every week. We got group me rooms. Uh, you know, I'm going to have dynasty football ranks out here uh, pretty close to the end of the month, you know, right around the Super Bowl. Those will be coming out. Um, you know, we got a lot of stuff for you. We cover basketball, football, baseball, minor league baseball, college football, uh, and a partridge in a pear tree. We got all the stuff and things over there for you. So check it out. If you would, I'm joined by Casey Bubba and Bub, you've been watching some college football recently. It was, uh, you know, we had some good bowl games this year, of course. Surprised that we got to this point as far as college goes. Many, many canceled games because of COVID. And um, they are talking about potentially postponing the national championship game now. Alabama and Ohio State are both not into that at all. Um, this is up to the Big Ten Board of Governors for some reason, I guess. Um, or at least they're the ones causing the pushback because there were a couple COVID issues with some players uh, and staff members at Ohio State, but it ain't getting moved. It's a national yeah. title. It ain't getting moved. It's going to be on Monday, and uh, it's going to be a great game, but what did you think of the two games leading into this? I mean, I was fairly shocked that Ohio State dominated Clemson the way that they did. Yeah, the, the we'll, we'll go to the easy one here. Alabama, yes, I actually thought it would be a bigger margin of victory in that one, but right. is what it is. Still a very good football game. I guess, guess tip your cap to Notre Dame. I don't know. But, um, yes, the Clemson game, Clemson-Ohio State, I should put respect on the Buckeyes because they won the game. I honestly had Clemson winning that game going into it. It started out looking like it'd be Clemson winning that game. And then Ohio State, man, it was awesome to watch. They, I watched them a lot as a Wisconsin fan. I watched the right. big a lot. So I've seen Fields do his thing. Um, I was actually shocked this year when Mate, uh, Master Teague – was the lead back over Sermon, and then we saw that kind of change as the season went on. Sermon always reminded me as the better back, even in the past here, and then they just they just dominated. And just the fields, I don't want to get into you know, oh, I just got two random shots and I feel great. We don't need to get into that, but um, <laughs> like we know we know how Coach Coach Kilmer does it in, in Varsity Blues. This is how we do things, and um, it was awesome watching Ohio State. Man, they just dominated. He was dropping dimes. His uh, stock went through the roof for the draft now. It's pretty cool to see. I guess that'd be the only thing if they did postpone it, which they won't. I agree with you. You'd get a, a healthy fields going up against Alabama, which would be cool to see. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, because that shot that he took was I mean, like you could just it wasn't dirty right though. There. It wasn't no, dirty though. No, I don't, I don't think it was dirty. Okay, I want to get in because that was like someone said it best on Twitter. Because everyone, if you if you disagree with a hit that, that gets a guy ejected, you're an evil person and blah 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 blah. And somebody tweeted out. People that disagree or that think that was a dirty hit never did the Oklahoma drill in high school. 
<laughs> I was just like, that's so, so true. Um, but, you know, the the defender has a guy spinning towards him. What's he like? Okay, yes, you can leave with your head, but in the moment, you're literally trying to go down and get him. Like that's, right. I, I, I can't stand having a guy get tossed in a game of that magnitude for something like that. Yeah, look, the, the hit was illegal by the lay of the land. Yeah, so it's, a stupid, no, it's a stupid rule. Yeah, I have, I have no issue with the guy getting tossed because that's the way that's the way it's written. You know, uh, you can't leave with your helmet. Dude led with his helmet. He did. So, yes. you know, it's a, an illegal hit. So my question for you, though, and it was yeah. brought up a few times, even on postgame shows. If that's not a quarterback, is that called? Probably not. No, exactly. I, I, I agree. You know, uh, I, I look quarterbacks are always favored. It, mm-hmm. They've been quarterbacks have been favored in the NFL and college ever since Tom Cam Brady Newton got says, in the slow knee. down. There. Cam Newton says, slow down. That's true. I mean, like, <laughs> look, not all quarterbacks are treated. That, that's for sure. No, no, you, that's absolutely right. We don't have to, we don't have to go down the rabbit hole, but that's yes. absolutely right. You know, ever since Tom Brady took the shot to his knee and yeah. uh, went out for the whole year, they have been protecting the quarterbacks because that you know the yep. these there's a lot of money making going on here. I mean, they're the reason they get paid, right? So uh, you don't get paid watching uh, you know great defenses do their thing all the time. So yep. it's you know it's defense is part of the game, but uh, you know it, it was by the lay of the land. Whether you like the rule or not, it yep. was definitely a hit. Now a big thing from this weekend that I don't like that needs to change, Bubba, is this yellow. Uh, down marker that they have on ESPN that every single time they flip it from first to second down, I think a penalty flag has come out every single time. And people on uh, Twitter, I guess, have complained as well. I was complaining about it during my live stream. And then a couple guys hit me up in the ITL college football room and said, look, people are complaining about it. You're not the only one. So I'm like, am I the only one seeing this? Doesn't anybody else see this? And other people said, did you see it? Oh yeah. It's one of those things. And it's, uh, you know, when it comes to the NFL, every Super Bowl, like that station, like premieres their new graphics for the following season. They always kind of up the ante, and we're sitting there going, "Okay, this part and this part were cool, but why did you do the four other things you did?" Right. Yeah, it, it goes back to like this could be the get off my lawn mentality. You know, <laughs> it's just the game. We want we want to watch the game. Like having the marker, the original line put in was cool. Like that's helpful but we don't need to up it anymore. Literally just tell us where the first down's at. Like we're good there. Yeah. I don't need anything crazy. And they do so many other things on that screen. It's just it's like, if you, if, it's like going to, to the casino and watching the wheel of fortune jackpot. You only got to do is change the color of it and I'll be happy. Just change yeah. it to red or blue or yellow. Not anything yellow. but yellow or anything. green. Cause that might blend in. <laughs> green would be fine too. I don't I'm not colorblind. I'm all right. So, um, <laughs> you know, anything but yellow, would be better because every time I see it, I am like, Oh, who threw the flag on who, you know? And it's like the play hasn't even started yet. They're just switching from second to third down. And, and it like, it draws my eye every time it's driving me nuts. Bubba, I was going insane. Yeah. So, um, anyway, uh, so we got Ohio state, we got Alabama. Um, the, the game, we don't think it's going to get pushed back. I can't imagine yeah. it gets pushed back, but the way you see it right now, the line here, uh, just looking at FanDuel, is Alabama by eight and a half, 74 and a half is the over in the game. How do you how do you see it playing out? I want to say Alabama roll tied in a big, big way, but I respect Ohio State enough to keep it close. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give Ohio State in the points. Bama wins the title and the game goes over. 
Okay. It's going to be like, I got like a 45, 41 type feel to it or something like that. All right. So I, uh, okay. Uh, I, I, and it's not surprising after Ohio state put up so many points to yeah. see this game set at 74 and a half. I'm not surprised by that. No, and we've seen Alabama, I guess the SEC is not the old defenses we're used to. We've seen them play Very in shootout true. time and time again. So, and they can keep up because Ohio state can get beat also through the air. So I'm not worried about that. I think it's just more that uh, the cream will rise to the top on this one. And God forbid they get a hit on, on fields. He can't take too much more. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, I mean, that's why I'm going to take Alabama. I don't think fields is going to be at a hundred percent and you know, look um, he was great and uh, he played a fantastic game. I don't even know if he can play a game that good again, though. He was so no. good, so jazzed up, and that was kind of the read that we had on Ohio State was going into this game. We just don't know how good they are, you know, yeah. and, and I did love the fact that Ohio State beat Clemson, and Dabo had ranked Ohio State 11, and um, then someone asked him about it after the game, too. Do you regret ranking them 11? Because that's bulletin board material. Oh, so easily. You know, this guy's disrespecting us for a guy that talks about how everyone disrespects Clemson when no one does that, that like that is over with everyone respects Clemson. You've been in uh, the playoff and the national title game too many times to be disrespected by anyone. And guess what? Next year, Clemson is going to be a top five ranked team. Yep. To beat in the nation. They have a good quarterback already. Yeah. Don't worry about it. <laughs> you know, they might be two behind Bama. It would yep. not be shocking. So, um, Dabo had a rough year on when it comes to the take department this year. Like it was not a good year for Dabo. It was a bad. Like, he needs to take one of those like siestas where he just, like hops on a boat and just goes and chills for a little bit. Like go disappear yeah. for a while. Yeah, he needs to take a course on shutting your damn mouth. That's what he needs to do. <laughs> know so. your role and shut your mouth. <laughs> That's right. The Rock <laughs> will tell you absolutely. But you know, look, um, we didn't have a good gauge on Ohio State going into that game. They just beat Clemson. Clemson's a great team, and they smoked them. It wasn't close. So I do think this game plays a little closer, but I've got Alabama in this game. I, I think they're going to dominate here. It's got to be the popular side, and I won't. I don't blame you at all because I just don't see how Saban's like – he's like Belichick. He's going to find one – he's either going to let you throw it or run it. He's not going to let you do both. Yeah. And uh, I see him taking Sermon out of it, and if Fields is hobbled, he ain't running either because that's a big asset for Fields is being able to run a football. Yeah. So now if he's just a pocket passer, they'll take their chances. Yeah, it really depends. I think, you know, just covering this game and and uh, the line and everything, a lot is going to depend, and, and it's obvious, I'm not breaking news here, a lot is going to depend on just how hurt Justin Fields is. And that hit looked brutal. I was surprised to see him go back out there. And honestly, at one point, I'm like, why are they not putting Stroud in? Like, uh, when they were up, know. that, was, that, that, yeah. was the, that was the bulletin board part of it. it they was. wanted to let him know how, what an 11th-ranked team can do. And I thought it was real smart. You know, they showed all the stuff during the, you know, the breaks and the commercials and everything about how, uh, you know, it was they just put the Clemson Ohio State score up on all their TVs and their, uh, you know, locker room and everything and their gyms uh, all, all week leading up to the game. So, or all month leading up to the game. So uh, that was smart. You know, that, that's smart to uh, motivate those guys. But uh, Ryan Day is a good coach and, and I'm not surprised that Ohio state won. Um, I am surprised that they won so handedly. So it, yeah. it seemed it, it, it seemed like this game was going to be uh, at least a close one. If Ohio state was going to be in it, but Clemson was probably going to walk and Ohio state walked. So, yeah. you know, that's 
why they There's play the game. Next in their defense too, because Clemson rolled the first two drives and just got shut down. Absolutely, yeah, and that was another big part. They were missing Tony Elliott. Their OC was not there, and they looked pedestrian after those first couple drives. But when we come back, we'll talk about the Heisman uh, because wide receiver won it. Got to talk about it, and then we will talk about the wild card weekend and all those good games. So stick with us. We'll be right back after this in this league on the Sports Grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. QAnon is a conspiracy theory so complex that it's formed a cult-like following. Many of its followers think Q is associated with Donald Trump and that he's cryptically communicating with them via obscure image boards online. Hundreds of thousands of people across the world believe in this, and as a result, QAnon has torn families apart, led people to violence, and is even infiltrating the highest levels of government with disinformation. Now in 2020, more than 70 US congressional candidates have either shared or outright endorsed QAnon material. President Trump has even given a veiled thumbs up to the movement. Outside of what the conspiracy community thinks, nobody quite knows the true identity of Q. We aim to change that. I'm Jake Hanrahan. Join me for Q Clearance, a podcast series that aims to look at who is really behind QAnon. Listen to Q Clearance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. I generally come in at least 15 minutes late. I use the side door. After that, I just sort of space out for about an hour. Space out? I probably only do about 15 minutes of real, actual work. Would you be a good sport and indulge us and just tell us a little more? Let me tell you something about In This League. Welcome back, everybody. In This League on the Sports Grid. Get on the grid. I'm your host, Scott Bogman. I'm here with Casey Bubba. We're just talking about the national championship game. Should be a fun one. We both got Alabama in it. I'm going to take the under. I think, um, I don't know. I think if Alabama starts to walk, they start to run a little bit more in the second half. And uh, I just wouldn't be shocked by it, especially with fields being a little bit banged up. So uh, I'm going to take Alabama and the under. You are taking Bama and the over, if I'm not mistaken. That's yeah. correct, right? I'm taking uh, Ohio State and the over. Uh, you're taking Ohio State. I got Bama winning outright, but I got Ohio State covering. Oh, all right. I, I hope you're right. Because I want that, a good game. I want a good title game with some points. That's right. Good title game. Let's go get a good one. Let's so, finish uh, the year with a bang. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I, I, I would love to see that. I just think this is your classic uh, Bama over their opponent game. So. Well, and it really, it really stinks. Like I won't go far too much farther than this, but as a Wisconsin fan, I hate Ohio State. And as a Dolphins fan, I hate Nick Saban. So it's a really tough one for me this week. <laughs> so what you're saying is you may not be the most impartial of betters this weekend. No, no. I, I'm rooting for Nick Saban, which hurts a lot. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. That, that definitely has to hurt. It hurts. I mean, it hurts. I don't know. You know I've known- we, could add, we could add Drew Brees. Just, I, that, never, that never leaves my mind. I know three coaches for my pro team for my life. So, uh, you yeah, know, yeah, that, nice, that's that's it. Nice. it's okay. You're going to get bounced by the Browns this week, but we'll save that for later. 
Yeah, uh, definitely not going to happen, but whatever you say. Um, but look, Devontae Smith won won the Heisman, and it was, uh, you know, he had a great year. He definitely deserved to win it. Uh, so I, I guess it's not surprising that he won it. Uh, he, you know, won by a landslide as far as the votes go, 1856. Trevor Lawrence was second, which was surprising to a lot of people. Uh, 1187, uh, 57 more votes or points, excuse me, than Mac Jones and then Kyle Trask. Uh, leading up the rear here with 737, but it's the first time uh, Heisman's gone to a wide receiver since 1991 when Desmond Howard won it for Michigan. And you know, not just a wide receiver, obviously a great kick returner. You know, we saw that in the Super Bowl against the Patriots as well when he was playing for Green Bay. So, um, not surprising that Devontae Smith won it. He deserved it. He should have won, but. Surprising to see a non-quarterback win this award because it's kind of been turning into a quarterback award. And uh, but the you know, this kid was considered four on the depth chart at one point, too. So it's just surprising to uh see him win it. And Waddle might come back in this game too. We didn't even talk about that. Uh so Alabama making uh making it roll, making it rain Heisman's. And uh, we got another guy that'll be in a, you know, whatever that Heisman House commercial. What is the Heisman House commercial even for? It's Isn't for it, a car, right? Yeah, it's a car. Like, I'm going to sound so bad, though. It's, it's not <laughs> Nissan, is it? Uh, I think it might be Nissan. I think it feels right. like Nissan. It is a car commercial, though. Yeah. I mean, it's that one in the Dr. Pepperville. Those yep. are the best commercials for college football, for sure. But were you surprised that uh, Devontae Smith won this? Not this year. Like he was the best player to me. Um, you know, Jones was awesome, but he's throwing it to Devontae pretty much all the time. Like if you watched any Bama games, even that just that game against Notre Dame over the weekend, when he you throw the ball, then what he can do after the catch, it's ridiculous. Like he can turn on the afterburners, he can make guys miss. He's so talented, like ridiculous. And he's a and he's a kick returner, a punt returner also. So he's not a one-dimensional toy, which is nice. Uh I, I was happy to see it. It's good to see someone else. Now we just need to get a a defensive player to win it again, which I don't think we'll ever see, but um, that that'd be pretty fun. But real quick, how about that suit? That was <laughs> slick. Like I'm telling you, what that guy. If there was no COVID going on, he'd have a night. That's all I gotta say. Yeah. <laughs> he would have had a night in that suit because <laughs> he would have been in New York City wearing that outfit. That'd have been a good time. I just can't get over. Will you do me a favor? Will you pu- pull up a picture? of Kyle Trask just on your computer real quick. See see him. And then right next to it, I want you to pull up a picture of PC Principal from South Park. Oh, I think I've seen like, this comp, comp Like if before. they go, if they go live oh, action man. ever, all, oh, he got needs, it. all he needs is a pair of Oakleys and he is PC Principal. So yep. the no, same facial hair, everything. Yeah. Everything. He's just like, it's like his uh, illegitimate child. Right, exactly. So, uh, so that was fun. It was fun to see. Uh, and look, like I said, he was behind Rugs, Judy, and Waddle, all at Alabama, and ends up winning the Heisman. Just an incredible run for Devontae Smith, and kid absolutely deserved it. So, let's get some of your horrible takes on uh, this uh, weekend's football games. We've already heard one, uh, which I don't believe in at all. But um, of course, uh, we gotta. We don't have to review last week, do we? I mean, you know, week seventeen, no, we always we a don't. rough one. You were better than you were better than us, though. I mean, you were eight and eight, uh, which you and I were both eight and eight and five and ten. So 
Um, yeah. We'll call it a win. You finish over 500 on, uh, you know, against the spread picks. Uh, you did get the Chargers minus three and a half right uh, against the spread, but you know the, your ITL pick was wrong. Welsh's ITL pick was wrong. You had the Green Bay Chicago over. That didn't happen. Not a great week, but week 17 is always tough. So yep. let's just start with this wild card uh, game here, Bob. Indy at Buffalo. Buffalo minus six and a half. 51 is the over. I've been riding this Buffalo train, and it's weird because I like the Indy defense. I respect the Indy defense. Jonathan Taylor is running wild. But uh, what did you say the over was on that one? 51 and a half. Give me Buffalo and the under in this one. I think Buffalo, Buffalo and the Buffalo under. My touchdown, but give me Buffalo and the under. Actually, it did. It moved down a half point to 51. I'm assuming you're keeping the same. I'll take the under. Yeah, Buffalo and the under in that one. Uh, I went Buffalo and the over. Uh, Welsh went Indy and the over. I just don't know that, you know, the, the Colts, the Colts are not a cold weather team. Like they play in Indy's cold, but they play in the dome and Philip rivers played in LA and San Diego. So going up to Buffalo, not going to be crazy weather, but it is going to be 29 degrees, which I know my, my fragile Arizona ass wouldn't be able to handle that at all. So I got to throw on a hoodie when it's, you know, lower than 65 out. So, um, I, I would not be able to handle that cold at all. So I'm going to go with Buffalo, but, uh, yeah, the over under a little tougher to pick. This one, the over-under, I think, is the easy part of this game. The Rams on the road against Seattle. Seattle is a three-and-a-half-point favorite. 42-and-a-half is the over on that one. Yeah, this is a really tough game. Both these teams have played very boring, tight football games this year. And uh, Cooper Cup is activated. Jared Goff's supposed to be back. Uh, give, me, give me the Rams plus three-and-a-half and give me the under in this one. Very slow, very boring football game. Yeah, I'm lockstep with you on the under. I took Seattle because I just don't know. Like, I don't think Goff is going to be 100%. Uh, we'll see. And I can't go with John Wolford if he starts this game or has to come in at some point. So uh, I hate this game, to be honest with you. It's but I am confident. Player. I'm confident in the under because the Seattle offense hasn't been playing great. And, um, you know, I, I just – you have no idea what you're going to get from the Rams this week at the quarterback position. And that's the big position in the NFL. Uh, moving over to Tampa Bay at – Washington, Tampa Bay. This line is flipped down a little bit. Uh, I think it opened up around nine, nine and a half. Now it's Tampa Bay by seven and a half. So a lot of money coming in on the Washington side. The defense is, of course, great. 44 and a half is the over in that game, Bob. Yeah, I know the line's been dropping and it's probably taking the fish in me, but give me Tampa Bay minus seven and a half. I like the Washington defense. Don't get me wrong, but I do not like the Washington offense. So give me Tampa Bay and the under in this one. Tampa Bay and the under. I went Tampa in the over, but I, I'm. I'm with you. You know, it's um, it's really, you know, we've already heard Ron Rivera and he's done a great job this year and you got to give him uh, all the credit. You know, guy has done an amazing job also going through cancer and uh, the other cancer in Dwayne Haskins. So, you know, he, he went through it all this year and, um, you know, took this team in the playoffs. I know they didn't have a winning record and I get all that stuff. Dude, we didn't even talk about. I was going to say, you know, Doug Peterson to help him this week. What, uh, I mean, your quick thoughts on that because we don't have, you know what? Let's save it for the end. We'll do there that at the end. Uh, but uh, th this game, you know, with with both the quarterbacks potentially being in play, what Rivera said, I can't imagine if Smith is good enough to play the whole game, why you'd bring yeah. anyone else in. But that scares me. So I I'm with you on Tampa Bay for sure. I took the over, though, because uh, 44 and a half is a little low. Uh, Baltimore on the road against Tennessee. Baltimore is a three-point road favorite. 54 and a half is the over. 
Yeah, I'm going to go Tennessee at home in this one. Tennessee plus three and give me the over. Tennessee plus three and the over in this one. Outright? Yeah, Tennessee wins this game. You're going to see you're going to see a flashback to last season. Tennessee is a good playoff football team. They're built to run, play a minimal defense, but run. Derrick Henry's not done yet. And Tannehill, what else do I have to say? The dude's oh, amazing. God. The guy, like, is he your cousin or something? You love Brian Tannehill too much. I don't get I was, it. I was, I was only so lucky he'd be my cousin. <laughs> He's an Aggie. I mean, you don't want any part of that guy. Uh, yeah, look, I'm taking Baltimore. I, Baltimore's peaking right now. I don't think Tennessee is even going to hang with them. So uh, I got Baltimore in this game on the road. And also, revenge narrative. Remember, they lost to Tennessee last year. You said it's a flashback. I don't think it is. I think it's a nightmare for Tennessee in this game. So, uh, you know, they got beat at home. Baltimore did by Tennessee last year. I think we're going to flip the script this year, and Baltimore is going to win. Um, Chicago on the road against New Orleans. New Orleans is a nine-and-a-half point favorite. 47-and-a-half is the over. How do you see that one playing out? And Michael Thomas probably coming back as well. Give me Saints minus nine and a half on this one. I don't like doing this in the playoffs, but the Bears are a seventh seed for a reason. Saints minus nine and a half. And give me the uh, over 47 and a half as well. How weird has it been to see seven marked on a playoff team, right? It is strange to see, right? It's kind of shocking at first. Yeah, no, it's definitely different. And the Bears lucked into that one for sure. Yeah, I do. I do love this though. I mean, this is a, you know, I said it with Joe on Linestar. This is a pants off football weekend. Oh, all yeah. you just sit on, on your ass all day, Saturday and Sunday, and watch football. And then Monday, we got the night. Okay. So. It's, it's a phenomenal three game stre- three day stretch. Oh, really God, I'm really, really looking I, forward I to I envy you. I yeah. envy you. Yeah, single guy. I, yeah. I can do whatever I want. I yeah. yeah, I will be, uh, you know, I was invited to a birthday party. That ain't happening. So uh, <laughs> we're going to be watching some football this weekend. That is for sure. Uh, last game of the week, you've already kind of uh, said maybe. I mean, you could have just been trying to uh, gaslight me here, but <clears throat> the Browns are on the road against my Steelers. Steelers are favored by six. 47.5 is the over. COVID issues going on in Cleveland. They will not have their head coach, Kevin Stefanski, at this game. Alex Van Pelt is going to be calling plays. Stefanski has been the play caller. Uh, Pittsburgh might get Spillane and Filer back. They've been activated but may not be able to play yet coming off their injuries. So um, it looks like they're trending in opposite direction. So uh, I'm taking Pittsburgh and the over in this game. How do you see it actually going? First, I want to say congratulations to the Cleveland Browns and their fans. If you've listened to the show this whole season, I've been on your bandwagon quite a bit when it comes to picks. But this week, it's Pittsburgh minus six, and Uh it's the over. This is the week where Pittsburgh gets their host back up so it can get chopped down next week. But this week, it's Pittsburgh and the over. Uh, And I've already gone on record like – you know, if this plays out the way we have it, it's uh, Pittsburgh at Buffalo. Uh, and that, that ain't gonna be that ain't gonna be great for me. Uh, no, I, not I, great, Bob. Not great. No, has my birthday weekend too. You know, like I, I've it, it, and it constantly happens to me like this. I do definitely remember watching the Steelers lose the AFC Championship on my birthday to the San Diego Chargers. That was the year the uh, Chargers played. Um, the, the Niners in, in oh, uh, the Super Bowl and got just smashed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the Niners. Uh, that game was over in like two minutes into the third quarter. So uh, should have been Pittsburgh, but that's why they play the games. And we will be watching this weekend for sure. When we come back, we're going to get Bubba's take on Doug Peterson and the Eagles and tanking and all that good stuff. So stick with us. We'll be right back after this. It's in this league on the sports grid. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hi, this is Bowen Yang here, and if you're as excited as I am about the upcoming fourth season of Search Party on HBO Max, then you'll want to tune in to Search Party, the podcast. I'm sitting down with the creators and stars of the dark comedy to delve deeper into the disturbing world inhabited by Dory, Drew, Elliot, and Portia. And to help us discuss Search Party's most prominent themes, we're inviting a very special celebrity fan to join each chat. Folks like Paul Shear, Vanessa Bayer, Busy Phillips, Taryn Killam, and Carrie Brownstein among many others. I couldn't be more excited to talk with these folks about one of my favorite shows on TV. So join us as we review classic moments, share behind-the-scenes anecdotes, and analyze the complex characters and unpredictable plot lines that make the series oh so much fun. Search Party Season 4 comes to HBO Max on January 14th, with Seasons 1 through 3 available now. Meanwhile, subscribe and listen to Search Party, the podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. In this league. I thought we were going to be just friends. What? Friends listen to. In this league. In the dark. Welcome back, everybody. You hear Emma's love. You know what that means. It's the end of the In This League three hour tour on the sports. 1090 in San Diego and Sirius XM. We had so much fun today, but Bubba to wrap it up. We didn't talk about it yet. Doug Peterson pulling Jalen Hurts, putting Nate Sudfeld in, not going for that game time field goal. Uh, there was some uh there was some ugliness at the end of this game. Uh and you know, we saw Joe Judge complain about it. All the Giants players who only won six games were uh complaining about it. Uh how, how what what's your take on this? Uh, it, it was shady. It was rough, but it was legal. And we've seen, like, you know, the Steelers didn't play Ben, but usually it's, it's announced ahead of time like that. So it's kind of weird. But, you know, people pulled the stats out. Hertz wasn't playing great. Like, his ratings and stuff weren't great. And um, you, you bring Sudfield in. Uh, we've seen uh, Sanders wasn't happy about it. But then we've seen Kelsey, the center, talk about how the team kind of practiced for it all week to have Sudfield play. I think it's shady. Go with your best guys. Try to win the game in a game with that importance. But obviously, it's not going to matter. I think it's shady. Bottom line, shady. Look, uh, and I'm I, I respect that take and opinion. I, I think that's uh, it's absolutely shady. And I don't think you know. Look, you not ever. There's not one side to be taken here, right? I think Joe Judge. Joe Judge is right in what he said. Like respect the game, and I think you said it right too. If you wanted to not play Sudfeld, just don't, or Hurts, just play Sudfeld. Let him go out and see if he can play well in that last game. And yeah. you, know, you already but, know what Hurts is. You already know Hurts is going to be with you next year. So if you're really curious right. about Sudfeld, start Sudfeld. Right, exactly. Yeah. And, um, you know, but also, how does winning that game benefit the Eagles at all? It does. It, losing uh, it helps a ton. Like, <clears throat> right. That's why I don't, I don't hate it. Like, it's legit. It, it sucks. Like, if you're a Giants fan, I get it. But at the same time, Win more than six games. Yeah, we'll win more than six games. Like the players don't get to complain. I'm okay with what Judge said, uh, you know, but you don't get to complain when you win six games. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's just you know you didn't deserve to be in the playoffs and you're not because of it. So uh, yeah, I don't know the Washington deserved, but we'll see. 
you know, we'll, we'll see if uh, they play tough against Tampa Bay or not. I expect them to play tough, but I think Tampa Bay rolls. But that is it. That's it for us. Enjoy your weekend of football. We hope you've all enjoyed it, and we will see you guys next week. Take it easy, everybody. QAnon is the world's largest online conspiracy theory. Followers believe someone called Q is providing them with information about a deep state cabal within American politics. More than 70 US congressional candidates have either shared or outright endorsed QAnon material, but no one has confirmed the true identity of Q. We aim to change that. I'm Jake Hanrahan. Join me for my new podcast, Q Clearance, a series that aims to uncover the true creators of QAnon. Listen to Q Clearance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.